0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Netflix and Swill podcast. Your source for Netflix news, reviews, and booze. I'm Caleb,
1: and I have the power,
0: and I live in a teapot. As I crack open a cold one, I don't know what that means. the 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 the, the movie Dragon lived in a teapot. Oh, I guess it's it's not like Aladdin at all. It's platonic
1: Aladdin, and you'll get used to it. Uh, how are you? Uh, I'm fine, I guess. I had a very non-exciting weekend. Uh, How are you?
0: Yeah? I'm fine. I too had a non-exciting weekend. Um, I don't know. I've been forcing myself to not, like, buy things that I've wanted that, like, I would have to order online because... Um, like the impending move but like I still haven't been given a, a start date or a, like a timeline for moving so I was just like fuck it and bought a bunch of shit on Amazon mm. so now I'll probably get the word that like I have to go there like next week
1: well I believe in you that you won't get <laughs> fucked we'll see I mean, that's the dream always, is uh, you you just get fucked by uh, the time in which you order shit online. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. As is tradition.
1: I don't know. Uh, Geeked Week was this week. Uh, I did an exactly 90-minute podcast with Casey Moore of What's on Netflix, talking about everything. So, I mean, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, And by fun, I mean uh, that was hellacious trying to sift through uh, 11 hours worth of content for them to just give us 90 minutes worth of content. But
0: what about uh, women writers, Dan? I
1: don't even want to talk about that. Are you ever going to
0: talk about them? No, I because I don't
1: care. Also, because that person is clearly baiting me into saying something. Also, because they like uh, I didn't even get an actual notification for that. I had to, like, go to the replies on my thing to even, uh, on the tweet to even see what was going on there. So uh, that person can go fuck themselves. I don't care. Also, if they want to bitch about uh, people not crediting women writers, they should also bitch at Hollywood Reporter, Deadline, IGN, uh, GameSpot. Anybody who covered the news story mentioned Derek Kolstad only, including Netflix Geek themselves.
0: Or maybe say like, hey, this woman worked on the writing staff and she did a really great job too. And like, you know. Give, give her the, the credit that you apparently desire so much for her.
1: Yeah, right. But, I mean, hey, uh, I can only work off the information I'm given at any time, uh, and I was not given the information that we had a female writer on the writing staff for the show that hasn't even been written yet.
0: So, eh? I bet there's lots of women who work everywhere, and we should appreciate them more. But, I don't know. If it's... Not in the news brief. You can't cover it on your news breakdown show. I, exactly. So uh, that's why I
1: was just going to completely ignore it until you brought it up. Because uh, I I just don't care. Like, this person is just wrong.
0: Yeah. Just wanted to bother you, I guess. I don't know. Um. Uh, hey, I, let's uh, do... Uh, let's do the What's Your Swill segment.
1: Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates
0: these cans! from
1: the can. <laughs> uh I'm drinking. I made a new batch of my uh jalapeno ginger lemon vodka. Uh it is very it was very tasty. I I much enjoy this. What do you have?
0: As as everybody who has listened to the show knows, um I am cursed with mini bottles. Uh I I had gotten rid of all of the mini bottles of alcohol that I had uh and then I went on vacation and my wife's family was like, "Hey, we're not going to drink all these mini bottles that we we brought here for some reason, so you take them." Uh so now I'm pretty much back to square one. Uh so I am having a Mr. Pib, uh which is a spicy cherry soda mm-hmm. with which is like basically a a Dr Pepper adjacent soda and uh since it's cherry flavored, I put in a mini bottle of uh Jim Beam Red Stag, which is a black cherry flavored bourbon. And it's uh pretty good.
1: Okay. Well I'm happy for you.
0: Happy for myself, I guess. I don't know. It's mm. way too sweet.
1: That's why you should have just gone with Dr. Pepper instead of instead of Mr. Pibb. Clearly the PhD puts in more time.
0: I don't know. It just uh they have it in the vending machine at my work for some reason, but do do they so hate you as employees? No. I I don't know. I think uh I think one of the employees that works there like really liked it and basically bullied the the guy who maintains our Coke machine to put Mr. Pib in it. Huh. Okay. I don't know. Pib's fine, it's just I don't know. I don't drink a lot of sodas. It's just very sweet.
1: All mm, right. Well, I mean, that, that's, that's true. That's allowed. That was, that was always allowed. I don't know. Uh, I, I have really nothing else to, to to say, but I will say this vodka is delicious.
0: Okay. you just drinking straight up vodka? I wish I was. Vodka.
1: But no, I'm not that. I don't have that much hair on my chest. I I do have a lot of hair on my chest, but I don't have that kind of hair on my chest to be drinking straight <laughs> vodka. Okay. Uh, actually, one other thing I should say is I will be on uh movie reviews and twenty Qs this week. Uh, Sam invited me on to talk about the Fast and Furious franchise as a whole. He asked uh, twenty questions regarding the whole franchise, uh, and everyone knows that I'm apparently an expert, which. I mean, more of an expert than I thought I was, so that's a big yikers. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it's one <laughs> of the few times I showed actual joy on a podcast.
0: Uh, I can tell.
1: All right, uh, and that will move us over to
0: news. Oh shit! It's mail time. Okay, so tell me, tell me all of the news that's fit to print. I mean, dude, there's just too much. Uh,
1: I mean, honestly. If there's any highlights you want to talk about from Geeked Week, okay. But the, the main news is from Geeked Week. Uh, there's also a story about, like... I didn't do too much research into this because I just... It was too wordy, honestly. Like, like it was, like, a whole hit piece on the whole Selena series that basically was out on Netflix. Like, uh, and the writers were under apparently underpaid. Uh, the show was, like given a 2 million dollar per episode budget because apparently you know Jupiter's legacy has thrown everything out of proportion for everybody thinking that they need a show set in the 90s to get, to get a two uh, more than a 2 million dollar budget per episode when it's based entirely within reality I don't get that but okay uh and then it was primarily marketed as a Latin American uh original as opposed to a just general Netflix original which like Okay. I don't know. There's a whole thing with the Selena series. The writers feel slighted, and everybody... We only have one side of the story, really, and I just... I couldn't be bothered because, one, I don't care about the show as it is, and two, I just don't care. I'm sure someone's going to say, why don't you care about these writers? And I'll say, eh. Eh. Uh, But is there anything you want to talk about from Geeked Week, other than the, the big thing we're talking about in Downstream?
0: Not really, no. I don't, I don't really care about it.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, then let's move over into Downstream, the segment where we talk about uh, the He-Man trailer. Baby, I can't control the internet. That's my favorite
0: line! Oh my god. After 40 years. Uh, from executive producer Kevin Smith comes an epic story that picks up where the 80s series left off and brings the power of Skull back to the world. Part 1 of Masters of the Universe Revelation premieres July 23rd only on Netflix. It is already on the schedule. It's happening. I can't believe it. It's happening.
1: Yeah. Well, it's gonna go on the schedule uh, whenever I thought to actually update the schedule, but it's there. July is set. I'm actually surprised we have two months worth of content set. Uh, Yeah. It's a fucking miracle.
0: This this trailer is very good. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just enough to get you excited it doesn't fucking tell you the whole plot like the the original series I wasn't like crazy about I had a few of the He-Man toys but like um, I've, I've always liked the the aesthetic of Greyskull and like that whole world mm-hmm. from Masters of the Universe it's like it's like kinda post-apocalyptic like like high tech but also magic I don't know it's a very cool like like kind of mage punk aesthetic, I guess, I don't know. Right. Uh before that was really something that I was aware of. But uh yeah, I like it. Okay. You know, people just have like laser guns and swords and uh, magic wands and shit running around.
1: I saw rocket launchers, so there was that.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It uh it looks really badass. And Mark Hamill is Skeletor. hmm Uh which is great. And, um, I don't know, even Orko looked fucking badass in this. Mm -hmm. And if you can pull that off, you're doing okay.
1: Yeah, uh, they're already showing off the new toys, because, you know, when you have He-Man, you have new toys, so uh, good Mm -hmm. for them.
0: It's an 80s cartoon, and therefore a toy commercial. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. He-Man, he's back. He's back. Uh
1: animation done by Powerhouse Studios who've done Castlevania, uh Seiss Manos, and Blood of Zeus. So, uh already know the animation is going to be high quality regardless of the yeah. actual quality of the show itself.
0: All right. Uh next up is the trailer for The Last Mercenary starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. A mysterious secret agent who has been denounced by his government must return to France when his son becomes framed by an international terrorist organization. Uh, This comes out July 30th. Uh, The John Wick movies are experiencing diminishing returns, it looks like.
1: Nah, I mean, whatever. It's it's taken again. I mean, I
0: don't know. Retaken?
1: Yeah, it's retaken. Look, it's a a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie where he's like in his 60s now, and he's still an action-y guy. Uh, it's going to do exactly, as Casey Moore said in our Geek Week breakdown, uh it does it's going to do exactly what it says on the tin, which is it's a <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme action movie with some comedy beats.
0: Yeah. Seeing this and like every now and then whenever Arnold Schwarzenegger will pop up and do a movie again or something like I don't know, it just kind of reminds me of like the the current state of Hollywood where we just don't have A new Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sylvester Stallone or, like, you know, the big... I don't know. The 80s were, like, a whole different time. And there were, like, these fucking megastars that were in everything. Mm -hmm. And, uh... I don't know. Don't really have that now.
1: Yeah, they're trying to make
0: The
1: the Rock that guy.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, The Rock is, like, the closest thing, but... Uh, the difference between The Rock and Arnold Schwarzenegger is that Arnold Schwarzenegger can actually act when mm-hmm. he's pressed. Which, like, The Rock just gets by on being insanely charismatic.
1: Even that's starting to wear thin, for me at least. But yeah, like, uh, I yeah. mean, nothing will ever beat the, the movie he should have been nominated for an Academy Award for, uh, Jingle All The Way.
0: <laughs> Put the cookie down!
1: Are we going to watch the fuck out of this? Absolutely. But is it it going to be the next hottest thing on Netflix? No. This is going to be stupid fun action. Yeah. That's true.
0: Uh, That's it for trailers this week, so why don't we get into some quick hits? (laughs) Uh, Do you have anything this week? Uh, it's finally happening after all these years I've started watching Breaking Bad. Oh. Okay.
1: Well, this officially resets my, uh, Breaking Bad counter, so, uh, I will now
0: continue to not watch Breaking Bad just because you started it. Okay. Good deal. (laughs) Um, I don't know, Vanessa was watching it, and I was like... Fucking around on the computer, and, like, I found myself, uh, getting pulled away from what I was doing and kind of paying attention to it. It's, uh, it's pretty good. I've seen, like, the first four episodes, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I don't know. I get it. I don't know if I'm gonna pursue it and, like, fucking keep watching it, really, at this point, because I don't really have the time to do so. With the show schedule being what it is, but, um, yeah. I... People who enjoy breaking bad. I, I see you now. Okay. And I've been watching Jojo. I'm I'm getting I'm probably like three quarters of the way through Diamond is Unbreakable. Mm. And uh, I still like it a lot, so. Okay.
1: Well, interesting. Uh, as for me, I don't know why. I just started watching uh Fresh Fried and Crispy. It's uh for those of you who are unaware, it's this guy. A YouTuber known as Dame Drops, Uh, D-A-Y-M Drops. And uh, he had a viral video about, like, 11 years ago, so here's Netflix, slow on the uptake. Uh, again, with, uh, <laughs> his, his, like, Guy Fieri type show, where he goes around to places that do, like, weird creations, and then he eats the food, and then he goes, oh, I like this. But I also like this. Uh, this, uh, it, it, this is
0: brilliant. No, but he, I like He doesn't. This. He doesn't
1: do. He doesn't do the top top gear meme. But uh, he does have <laughs> them quote unquote compete. Like he wants, like, hey, if you're going to one spot in this city, go to this spot because I prefer it best. And it's like, but all of these sound great. So why are you telling me to go to one spot when I could go to a million? It's uh look. It, it's a fun show. Like it, it's just kind of like. For lack of a better term, junk food television. Like I just kinda like sit there, watch it, and you know, play around on my phone most of the time. Cause it's that kind of a show where you don't really have to pay attention. You just like, hey, here's these B-roll shots. And it actually does have one cool B-roll shot where it shows um things actually in the deep fryer. So like they'll drop like a piece of chicken in the deep fryer, and the B-roll footage will be like it actually sitting in the oil which I've never seen in any show before ever. So I'm not sure if they're, you know, dunking cameras in, like, 350 degree oil, or if, like, they just have, like, a, a quick little setup where, you know, they just have the oil sitting there and then it's like, oh, we'll just po-, like put some bubbles in and post and then, you know, to make it look hmm. like it's frying, but it's not. Uh, I- I'm not sure what camera tricks they're doing, but... Uh, It's the first time I've ever seen that kind of footage, and I was very intrigued by it.
0: Seems like a pretty wild special effect to create just for your, like, travel cooking show. So that's why I'm, like, wondering what
1: the fuck they're doing. Because, like, I I don't know, like, if cameras are able to stand up to that kind of heat. Because I don't really know. Nah. So they have to be doing some kind of movie magic in order to make it look
0: like that so uh plus like if you actually put the camera in the thing with the frying food like the food would be inedible from all of the toxins
1: that's true you could put it in like a plexiglass container i guess put the lens right up against the, the glass and the plexiglass and drop it in there i don't know uh but whatever it is it's really interesting uh, i want to know how they do it i probably will never find out because uh this show might get canceled uh because it's netflix uh, also, I want to sh- a special shout out to everybody being like, I don't know if I want to watch more Netflix shows because all their shows get canceled. Uh, you're the reason why Shadow and Bone got got renewed, so think about your sins.
0: <laughs> uh. That's
1: a joke, everybody. Uh, Shadow and Bone was apparently renewed like right before it premiered, anyway, so no one gave a shit anyway. Uh, it's not like it, it. Apparently, that show cost twenty
0: five million dollars for its first season. Well, that's that's what I was just gonna say. Like, uh, it it had a decent response to it, but most importantly, uh, it didn't fucking bankrupt them to create <laughs> it. So exactly. So
1: yeah, that of course I gets the second season. Why not? Uh, I mean, we could have talked about that. I was I I, I don't want to subject you more to Shadow and Bone, so I just kind
0: of ignored it. I'm still just totally vexed by uh one day at a time not getting brought back for a fourth season because like we said in our review of that, like way back in the day, that, that show costs like ten dollars to make. Mm-hmm. And like the entire thing of it was just that like the way their contracts are structured, they would have to pay out a higher percent to the showrunners.
1: Yeah. And they just want to save a few bucks. Meanwhile, they'll spend $200 Mm -hmm. million on a comic book show that uh, fails instantaneously.
0: (sighs) All right. Um, Let's take a short break. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk about the new animated feature on Netflix, Wish Dragon. The Netflix and Swole podcast is brought to you by our patrons, Gerald Morris Bill Sutton, Nick Haskins, Ashley the Bubby Gorski, Ben Kiefer, Paul Prezula, Daniel Henderson, Julio Oliveira, Jimmy De La Rosa, Chris Yaney, Brianna Petty, Nate Wade, Alan Galarisi, Duty Dutrum, Casey Moore, The Revert, and Dan's Mom. If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at netflixandswirl.com patreon. Buy some shit. Visit com slash merch. Leave a review and tell me how good I'm getting at public speaking. Visit com slash Apple Podcasts. Thanks for letting us live our dreams of being professional idiots. We now return you to your regularly scheduled banter.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Caleb, it's time to get into our main review topic for the week: Wish Dragon.
0: Witch Dragon is a new animation adventure comedy film rated PG. Uh, It is a 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb. Determined Teen Din is longing to reconnect with his childhood best friend when he meets a wish-granting dragon who shows him the magic of possibilities. Uh, This is written and directed by Chris Applehans and stars John Cho, Jimmy Wong, and Natasha Liu Bordizzo. I had no no idea that John Cho was in this until I just read it there, but he's oh, really? the titular Wish Dragon.
1: Yeah, yeah. I really liked his vocal performance because you could barely tell it was him.
0: Yeah. Case in point, I didn't know it was him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what did you think of Wish Dragon?
1: Okay, so the first thing and probably the most important thing that everyone needs to understand, this is a Tencent Pictures movie. Because uh, this was originally produced by Sony, Uh, Netflix bought it because of the pandemic time, Uh, and and Tencent uh, helped fund it. Now, if you're somebody who's completely unaware, Tencent is a Chinese megacorporation that is basically an arm of the Chinese Communist Party.
0: That's true. The
1: movie started and I went, oh no, Tencent Pictures. Because I knew. Because they've been creeping into the video game industry. They're creeping themselves into the movie industry. They're moving into every arm of entertainment, and I'm very worried about that because I'm very worried about China in general. Say what you want about
0: that. I don't care. I'm more worried for China.
1: I mean, there's that, but also the fact that China... Chinese money just keeps seeking its way into... uh, or it keeps finding its way into other countries' economies.
0: Well, like... Fucking, you couldn't find Bing search results for Tank Man because they blocked it in China and forgot to, like, unblock it in the United States. Right. It's so, like on the on the anniversary of the Tiananmen Square Massacre, like, if you did a Bing search, which I don't know why you ever would, <laughs> right? but if you did a, a Bing search for Tank Man, that picture wouldn't come up.
1: Yeah. And then... The best example in video gaming I have is Activision Blizzard has like a a significant stake of it owned by Tencent. So when one of their I think it was Hearthstone players uh, spoke out about uh, the Hong Kong China thing uh, who Mm -hmm. I believe he was a Hong Kong citizen himself. uh, They fucking banned him for a year from competitive play. Yep.
0: Which is, you know, cuts off his income stream and I don't know, and that's why, like, fucking Blizzard is only making games for phones now because everybody in in China has phones. Apparently, what don't you guys have phones? <laughs> don't you want this crappy Diablo mobile game? Yeah, consume our product and and placate yourselves, you fucking sheep. Just graze mindlessly.
1: I do want to review the product in the movie. On its own standards, but the fact that it's a ten cent movie kind
0: of fucks with it. It's problematic.
1: Like uh, I'm glad we get Asian representation. Uh, I'm glad we get that, an Asian that story. Was, that
0: was what I was gonna say. Um, the like that's that's my positive takeaway from this. Like it's it's an Asian story about Asian characters who are portrayed by Asian people. Mm-hmm
1: the only problem is who who funded it and i uh, it's unfortunately something that clouds my mind and i'm sure people are going to be like why yeah. does that matter uh it 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 should matter we shouldn't like unfortunately we live we live in a society pause where <laughs> china runs our daily lives like most of our phones are made in a sweatshop factory in china where pe- they put up suicide nets
0: yeah well it's It's like, uh, you know, people aren't gonna be, I think, too upset if you say, like, you know, don't buy Nestle products because they're throwing plastic in the ocean. And, like, I I just recently read that, like, there's apparently, like, a secret cabal of, like, Nestle salesmen who just, like, um visit tribal children in the amazon rainforest to sell them like processed sugary snacks so now there's like an obesity epidemic amongst like kids in the amazon river basin which is fucking crazy yeah. But um but yeah like nestle is just the worst and like you shouldn't purchase their products like you should be somewhat aware of where the things you consume are coming from, and like media is no different.
1: Yeah, even this podcast, I guess.
0: Yeah, I don't know. We're we're two like straight cis white dudes. Like you should be at least, you know, cognizant of that. I guess that's why we try to qualify things. Like I think that we try to be sensitive on the show, but like we we still like we don't get it. Because we haven't lived on, like, the other side of it, you know? Right.
1: Like, well, we'll we will almost always empathize with any plight anybody goes through unless you're uh, a horrendous dictator who
0: deserves to be, uh, you know, whatever. Oh my god. I just saw a real billboard that exists in the United States uh, where it's Elon Musk, uh, and it says, be nice to billionaires, we're just like you. No you Elon Musk. You're not like me, uh, and you can you can go fuck yourself.
1: Yeah, it's true. Be aware. Just be aware of like the things you're buying. Like, yes, it it's almost impossible to buy any kind of technology without having Chinese money all over it, uh, and the fact that they commit genocide on a daily basis still uh, with the Uyghur Muslims. Like, y- y- you you kind of got to come to terms with that.
0: Is that how that's pronounced? Yeah, Uyghur. Okay. I'd have never known. Uh, that's the first time I've ever heard it said out loud.
1: Yeah. Uh, I What is it? U-I-G-H-A-R or something like that?
0: I always thought it was like Uyghur. But yeah, like... You know, nobody's fucking talking about this. Like, we're, we're going on a very long tangent and not actually talking about the movie, but like... Sure. This... This is a children's movie made by, in part, the the Chinese Communist Party.
1: Right. Uh, and <laughs> now that you are fully primed <laughs> on that, it's time to actually get into our thoughts on the movie.
0: <laughs> uh, I thought this movie was actually uh, pretty cute and pretty fun.
1: For the most part, I agree. There's a part in the middle where it's just like, really, these are the choices you're going with for this story?
0: Okay. Is it is it the part where he's, like, kind of catfishing her?
1: No. I mean, by, uh, th- that like is, By, like, posing as a different person, I guess? Yeah, who shares my name, and I was just like, ugh.
0: <laughs> well, okay. So, first off, comparisons to Aladdin...
1: Oh, yeah, let's get them uh, out of the way.
0: Character's name is Din, a la Din. His name is Din, and then he changes his name to appear as, like, a quote-unquote princeling, uh, which I guess is, like, like a young, hip, wealthy person. mm mm-hmm. um, So he changes his name to Dan. Yeah. Uh... So instead of uh, Aladdin to Ali Abdwah it's Din to Dan. Uh what a downgrade. Which isn't isn't a great disguise. I don't know. It's like there's a there's a fake Twitter account that like the premise of it is that uh it's Donald Trump putting on a fake mustache to sneak back onto Twitter. <laughs> but it's like that level of covert sure.
1: Yeah, so there's that uh he has a, a magic wish dragon aka genie that allows him to uh that lives
0: in the lamp, I mean teapot.
1: Yeah, and then uh, he he uses it to uh, seduces the word I'm going to use it's not what I really mean for wish dragon, yeah. but it's it's kind of how it's originally portrayed uh at, at least how they through how they meet
0: yeah, and there's also there's also certain rules, like you can't bring anyone back from the dead, you can't make people fall in love, can't kill people. It's like, oh, it's it's Aladdin genie rules. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing it really
1: does outside of the Aladdin formula is adds depth to the genie type character.
0: Right, because you find out who he was before he was a magical creature. hmm I started watching, or I watched the trailer for this because I was showing Vanessa the things that I was watching this week. And she was like, man, now I'm just sad about Robin Williams. And she went to bed and I watched it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair.
1: I like the voice cast. Uh, like I said, I think John Cho is legitimately great because I barely recognize his voice. Uh, Jimmy Wong yeah, is serviceable. I, I don't mind him. Uh, he, he shows some, like, legitimate emotion, too, when he's talking to his mom about, uh, eventual developments mm-hmm. in the
0: plot. Jimmy, Jimmy Wong's star is on the rise, like, he's, he's pretty much, like, a, a C or a B lister at this point, but, yeah. of course, uh, this is where we get to talk about magic cards, because, uh, we know him as, uh, one of the co-hosts of the Command Zone podcast, yeah. uh, where he, he plays, uh, uh, a, a corporate shill for Wizards of the Coast.
1: Yeah, pretty much, unfortunately. Look, like <laughs>
0: he's he's a very good advertiser. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh I
1: and that's just cuz he's a white guy, but I, I like Josh Lee Kwai more because it doesn't seem like he shills as as hard. Like yes, he shills. Yeah. Like, he does his ad reads and and that kind and, of stuff, uh, but like he's never the guy that Wizards <laughs> is like, "Hey, we want you to be the face of this thing.
0: Yeah, and I kind of just feel like Josh Lee Kwai is smarter. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I was watching uh I was watching a recent episode of the Command Zone where like uh they they mentioned the fact that the command zone is like seven years old now. And uh Jimmy Math is for blockers, Wong says, Oh, so that means we're in like middle school. It's like what? No.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's not how that works. That's not how any
0: of this works. <laughs> I like him though. Um Yeah, I like I him know. too. I'm, I like I like seeing him in movies. He was in uh the live action remake of Mulan, which I will never see. So it's it's nice to have him in something that I will see, I guess. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, like, I, I I do like the voice cast. The animation is, like, lesser Pixar, I guess, in terms of style. Yeah. Uh, the, the big thing I have a problem with, though, is the story. And it's not even that it's an Aladdin ripoff. It's like there are certain choices in the middle of the movie that don't make any sense like A- Ashley basically said out loud at one point, "No, you shouldn't feel that way because this person slighted you and then he goes on to continue to feel that way." Right. And it's like, "What are you doing?"
0: What's well, like and also like I don't know, everybody is like super connected from the beginning like there's there's essentially like eight characters in this movie. And, like, they don't know how all the other ones are involved in the plot, and mm-hmm. it's like, it feels very coincidental.
1: Yeah. Like, I I could tell who the big bad was. Like, as soon as they showed the the shot of the big bad, I just went, oh, I know exactly who that is, even though they're yeah. shrouded in shadow.
0: Yeah, it's basically like uh, whenever, <laughs> whenever Peter Parker goes to uh pick up zendaya and oh shit it's the vulture
1: no it wasn't zendaya it was liz
0: oh um (laughs) i still haven't seen that movie
1: oh well you should see that movie that movie's great like the the twist was another tangent the twist was legitimately great because me as a spider-man fan just went oh that's liz allen okay that's interesting and then they did the Liz Toombs thing. And I was like, oh my fucking god. I was, sh- what I'm saying is, I was shocked in the movie theater, legitimately. So, uh, good job,
0: everybody. All right. Yeah. Shit. Well, that's, uh, that's me not knowing stuff, I guess. Yeah. How dare you? I don't know. Um, I think Vanessa got that movie from Redbox and watched it without me. And then out of spite, I just never watched it. Oh, your wife sucks. <laughs> well, I had to work and she didn't. So it's the way she goes. It doesn't make her less sucky. Yeah. Could be worse. Could be Bill's wife. I could be married to Bill's wife. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to say?
1: Before we talk about the, the spoiler, I guess. Like, the the two spoilery things I want to talk about.
0: Nah, um, I think this movie is, according to IMDb at least, like, there's already a sequel to this in production, so.
1: I mean, I guess. I can see it. I, I see where they've left it so that there can be a sequel. I just look at it and go, R-
0: really? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Yeah. Let's do spoilers. Let me just play the ending for you. No, no, I don't want to see how it ends.
1: <sighs> okay, I could describe it. Um, imagine you're in a room. And no, no, like... no, 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 I don't want to know how it ends. I haven't seen the beginning. Uh, yeah, but the ending is awesome. So if I could just play Bitch, the... this is what you always do. You always spoil stuff uh, for me. No, I don't. And if I could just play the ending for you real quick, then we'll discuss that. Motherfucker, you always spoil everything before I get a chance okay, to see it. Okay, you sound like a crazy person right now. Okay. Uh, bad guy is. Uh, is Lena's dad. Because of course yeah. he is, of course. Uh, it, I don't know. Like all all of his motivations made perfect sense. Like it was like, oh, he wants to provide a great life for his daughter. He wants to get her out of this uh, uh, poor location and just have her live the good life where she's not poor anymore. Uh, and then you know yeah. he sells a soul basically uh, to work to strive for that and then. Uh, she, when he, whenever he goes to die, she's like, "No, I never wanted like the money. I just wanted my dad." And it's like, "Of course you did. You're a kid. That's all kids ever want is their parents to just be around."
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I really liked. Uh, so like, he is the bad guy. He has like three gangsters, I guess, that work for him. Mm-hmm. That like he sends to go and get this this magical teapot that the dragon lives in so that he can get the wishes and be wealthy again. Um, and like two of them are just like completely inept. Uh, but like the third one just like waits and watches them fail miserably. And then he steps in, but like he always keeps his hands folded behind his back. No, they're he's in like his pockets, a, a Kung Fu master or yeah, in his pockets and, uh, So, like, he does everything with his feet, so he'll, like, you'll see just, like, legs come up from off camera and, like, do kicks and stuff, Mm -hmm. but then, like, he'll even, like, when he's directing the other two, you'll just see, like, a foot come up and point, and, like, they'll go in that direction, and it's, uh, it's pretty funny.
1: It's fantastic, and then you know shit's real whenever in the big action fight thing his hands come out of his pockets to actually do kung fu with, and you're just like, oh, no. This guy means business.
0: Yeah. It's great it's like, oh, characterization. He's, he's got like twice as many feet now. Yeah. It reminds me of that uh, that clip from Colbert where he's like face palming and then he does it with his other hand and then like hands keep coming up from under the desk. Yeah. To like p- face palm him. It's a good bit. So
1: the part that I was really kind of a little upset with and the part Ashley was like, well, why do you feel this way? Was when she's like when, like after she gets the call from Buckley uh, she she's like, I gotta go because my life is different and he's just like, oh, so you just don't have time for me anymore. Like, how can we we still can be friends? Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, but you're not of like the good enough status. Like he immediately should have been like, okay, fuck this person in general and just been like okay Bye forever, uh, mm-hmm. and instead is just like, oh, I'm hurt. My friend fucking said they're too important for me. And then uh, conti- yeah. continues to deb- he, try to be your friend. You should have been
0: like, I hope nothing happens to your dad, because I'm not going to make a wish to save him. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what I would have said, because I'm petty.
1: Oh my god, absolutely. So. uh uh, that, that was the one part where I was like, uh, I guess, I guess that's a thing you do if you're a nice person. I'm not a nice, well, I'm not that nice of a person to just be like, okay, yeah, you do whatever you want. Uh, I'll, I'll just go over here and be your punching bag while I, uh, rescue your dad from death.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I'm not in the business of saving dads. Yeah. I couldn't even save my own dad from... <laughs> Wherever he got lost when he went to get milk and never came home. Yeah.
1: Uh and then I guess the ending is like everybody comes to a determination that like, hey, Din's mom makes great soup. Let's open a restaurant. And then everyone's like, Okay, we're all gonna work this restaurant together. It's like, okay, cool, I guess. Cause family is the most
0: important.
1: Yeah, what is this, Fast and Furious?
0: A restaurant can make you any dish you want, as long as it's soup.
1: <laughs> and then, uh, uh Long, uh, turns out, like, he was a, a, an emperor, and then he basically just wanted to hoard land and gold, and then uh, drove away his entire family, so he became a wish dragon because Heaven was like, yo, you gotta start putting other people's lives before your own, so you gotta grant wishes. Uh, and then when he sacrifices himself to to help Dan against Goldban or or King Midas, uh, you know, they're like, oh, you can totally, you, you've totally sacrificed yourself. You're 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 allowed in now with your parade and shit. And he's like, nah, bruh, I gotta finish one more thing. I'm like, okay, cool, you learned your lesson, but because you're not doing
0: exactly what I said, uh, you you <clears throat>
1: you, you got to become a witch dragon again.
0: But Dan, he defied the will of the gods. And as everybody knows, uh, God is a bully, and he delights in our torment. That's true.
1: But, I mean, it's almost like, with that, it was only, they only did that because they wanted to make a sequel to this movie. And it's like, okay, I mean, if you want to do that, fine. But, also, that's kind (laughs) of fucking stupid.
0: Nah. There's no way. That, That decision was made completely out of artistic integrity. I mean, probably. Probably.
1: Uh, I got nothing else to, to really complain about. Uh, do you have anything that you want to complain about?
0: Nah, it's, I mean, it's a fine little movie. Yeah. I uh, I agree. Uh, what would you give it? Uh, it's like a three. I agree.
1: It was cute, enjoyable, a hundred minutes. Uh, I didn't hate myself after watching it. Uh, Except for the dirty, dirty feeling of watching a a Chinese Communist Party movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's true.
1: Okay. So with that, we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about something that wasn't produced by the Chinese Communist Party. Sweet Tooth.
0: what's up guys gerald from two ps on a podcast here are you just sitting there thinking to yourself man i really love some dude in his garage sitting around talking about arbitrary countdowns and his favorite things in the world of movies music and tv well guess what that's me please look me up my name is gerald and i am from two ps on a podcast if you want to subscribe to my countdown show i have a different co-host every week it's often someone from the world of podcasting or entertainment and we go through our top five favorite things in whatever that week's category is. You can find links to all of our content, subscribe via your favorite podcast app, and follow us on social media. The easiest thing to do is just head to our website, which is www2 psonapodcom I hope you look me up and join the party. It's a lot of fun. See you soon.
1: Welcome back, Cody Caleb. It's time to get into our second main review topic for the week.
0: Sweet Tooth. Sweet Tooth is a new action-adventure drama series on Netflix. It is an 8.2 out of 10. A boy who is half-human and half-deer survives in a post-apocalyptic world with other hybrids. Uh, Dan, what did you think of Sweet Tooth? You know, this show... Based on the DC comic. This show's pretty sweet. Uh, I-, I do like it a lot. It Yeah, it's got some bite to
1: it, eh? Yeah, uh got that toothsomeness
0: to it. Yeah. That's nothing. It's al dente because that's Italian for to the tooth.
1: I like it. It's a uh a, a nice little adventure. It's not I I guess kind of formulaic, but also like the the quote-unquote worst part about it is the fact that it is the worst timed series I think I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life.
0: <laughs> Although it was refreshing to see a bunch of uh, adults wearing their masks properly.
1: Yeah. Uh, so if, if you're not aware, basically there's a, a super virus that goes around wiping out people. Uh, and People wear masks and shit in order to not spread the virus. So... Unfor- unfortunate yeah. timing aside i i do really like the show
0: yeah i really like it too um full disclosure i've i've watched half of it at this point i haven't finished it uh so i can i'm prepared to talk about everything up to uh when they're leaving like the animal army kids mm, which okay. is another thing we'll get into so yeah um but yeah basically it's like uh like nature itself got pissed off that we were destroying the planet decided to take matters into her own hands and unleash this virus uh which just like completely like fucked up humanity's whole deal and and like killed like over 90% of the world population uh and at the same time uh totally unrelated probably uh were like all All children, instead of coming out as humans, uh, were like human-animal hybrids. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's like babies born with like eagle wings, or you know, uh, puppy tails,
1: or and uh, you know,
0: people thought it was like people thought it was like a a, an omen, or like you know that they were spreading the disease. But and like people try to hunt them down and and kill them and stuff, and, like, um, you know, take back the planet for humanity, uh, but really, like, this is, this is nature's way of adapting, and, like, bringing back harmony, I guess. mm mm-hmm. Because, like, uh, I don't know, like, throughout the show, like, uh, his name's Gus, like, Sweet Tooth's his nickname, but, like, uh, because he loves candy, but like he shows the ability to like communicate on some level with animals and uh so he can live live in harmony with nature without taking from it yeah
1: uh, apparently i guess i don't know how that works but they they said it so therefore it must be uh it must be i uh, i think my my favorite part uh, having finished it is the relationship between S- sweet tooth and big man like big man is the reluctant guardian of of sweet tooth uh, because he just wanders up on him one day, and he's like, hey, there's poachers. Well, I'm going to protect you from the poachers. And then uh, he's like, oh, I didn't realize the chain reaction to this would be that this kid will follow me for the rest of my life.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I uh, I did like at the end of the first episode where he like, you know, the kid tracks after him and like, the guys walking away and and the kid screams out big man take me and uh i thought back to all the times during college where i heard uh various women tell me that but I'm, yeah uh, it's terrible uh, that's that's too that's bad too phrasing. bad even for no, no, me no no
1: no we have to talk about the bad <laughs> phrasing of a 10 year old yelling at like a 40 year old man take me <laughs> uh and then what? like because like the first episode is basically like will forte in probably what i think is his best role that i've ever seen him in I haven't seen him on last man on last man on earth but uh otherwise uh, my girlfriend is a massive hater of him I think he's i'm ambivalent to him whatsoever uh she seemed to not mind him so uh probably his best role based off of that criteria alone <sighs> I
0: don't know if I know who that person is w- will forte? He was in um Oh his dad. Yeah. Yes. I didn't even realize that was him.
1: Yeah. That's how unrecognizable he is. Well, I mean he's recognizable. He looks like Will he's, Forte,
0: but He's McGruber.
1: Yeah. Uh I like him. Uh he shows up a few more times in, in the show. Uh we because we have to get a backstory for everything. Uh and I'm fine with that. I I'm I'm fine with the way they told backstory in this show. Uh, conversely to Jupiter's Legacy, which was, hey, the- the- this- this major story that you're- you're all watching seems to be fun, how about we show some backstory instead? You're like, no. No, please. It's like that image of, uh, the guy with the belt, like, busting into the door, it's like, please, not another flashback. Yeah,
0: no, Dad, no. Um, this- this is probably something I've never said before. I actually like the narration. I- I feel like it adds something to it, and, like, they they use it well when framing up those backstories because it's like, uh, they they kind of have like a repeating mantra where it's like every story begins somewhere. Some stories begin at the beginning. Uh, Gus's story begins here. Yeah, it's like eh, and like then like every character they uh that they do like a background clip for at the beginning of an episode, they kind of have that same refrain. Yeah.
1: It's the least intrusive narration I can think of. Uh, it's because it's not constant. It's mainly at the beginning, mm-hmm. mainly at the end, very sparing in the middle.
0: Hmm. James Brolin was the narrator. Yeah,
1: Josh Brolin's dad.
0: Huh. He just he just did a hell of a job.
1: Yeah. So, uh how much more do you want to talk about because you're the one who hasn't seen as much. I've seen the the entire thing. Uh, and I can say authoritatively that I really do like this show.
0: Yeah, uh, I think because I, I don't really want to be spoiled on the end, and like, I don't really want people to be fully spoiled on it. I think people should watch this. Mm-hmm. So I think we should do ratings and then a quick spoiler section where we talk about stuff that we want to, uh, because like the world that this show creates is pretty wild and pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm giving this a four star.
1: Uh, if I could give this 3.75, I would, but uh, we're we're beholden to rules that we established five years ago, uh, and therefore we can't do such things. So instead I will go with a three and a
0: half. Okay. This is uh, one of my favorite series that's come out on Netflix so far this year.
1: Yeah, 100%. Pro-
0: probably my favorite new series, I'd say although there's probably like 3 that i also really liked that i can't remember right now uh i
1: i have now pulled up our website to to go back new series new series new series i mean i rise invasion can't beat Upskirt. <laughs> yeah uh what forget? about what about beastars
0: <laughs> that wasn't new this year I guess that's true.
1: Uh, Not Alice in Borderland.
0: That was last year. I did like the Spoke Kashibi Rohan. Uh, Oh my
1: god. Yeah, we haven't watched too many uh, new series that came out this year. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it's either this or Shadow and Bone, and we know how Caleb feels about Shadow and Bone.
0: We know how that is. A lot of of good returning series. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm um, I'm willing to say so far this year, this is the best new Netflix series. Okay. That was always allowed.
1: What the fuck is our Jupiter's legacy episode? Why don't I see that? Oh, because we did it with Castlevania, okay. Good idea, guys. We're actually geniuses <laughs> for doing it that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we tried to uh to do like a 50 50 split between good stuff and total horseshit total so.
1: horseshit uh so uh with that it's time to talk about spoilers so if you don't want to be spoiled by uh the rest of sweet tooth uh don't listen thank you for listening uh you-, you found our podcast good job uh keep it exactly where you are to find more of our podcast let me just
0: play the ending for
1: you no no i don't want to see how it ends <sighs> okay i could describe it um imagine you're in a room no no, like, no 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 i don't want to know how it ends i haven't seen the beginning uh, yeah yet. but the ending is awesome so if i could so just play the bitch! The... this is what you always do you always spoil stuff for uh, me no i don't and if i could just play the ending for you real quick then
0: we'll discuss that motherfucker you always spoil everything before i get a chance okay to see you. It. you sound like a crazy person right now all right um i guess i i just really want to talk about like the different factions uh, that kind of form in the the apocalyptic aftermath of this t- this disease, so like, mm-hmm. um, like a lot of people are just hiding out, doing their own thing, trying to stay stay off the grid or whatever. But like, uh, like a whole new society develops. So like, uh, the main antagonists are the last men, who are like the white supremacists. Um, like like vestiges, yeah, like vestiges of the old world military might, and like, uh, they hunt and kill the the hybrids because they don't know how to exist in this world that doesn't want them anymore, right? Um, and uh, their leader looks like Doctor Robotnik. Yeah, a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he looks like Robotnik. Well, he even Jim carries Doctor Robotnik. Yes, uh, except he has beard. Yeah, big beard. Big beard. Um, There's also uh, the Animal Army, which is a a group of uh, non-hybrid children who uh, violently and zealously defend the hybrid children. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they're, they're kids that are a little bit older than... Um, so, like, basically this plague happened 10 years ago in show canon. Um, so, like, they're all, like, you know, 12 to 15-ish, Uh and they spend all day playing VR video games where they teach themselves how to fight, and then, you know, if they hear that a hybrid kid's in trouble, they go out and shoot the bad guys and save them.
1: Mm-hmm which, like, that's a big allegory towards, like, how today kind of feels, like, less less violent, but also like, that's kind of how, like, a, a lot of the mantra is, you know, just, like, hoping the old people to just die, uh, and this, yeah. this, this is this is them taking it to action, uh, as opposed to just yeah. being like, uh, natural causes, COVID, that'll take care of them.
0: Yeah, the boomer remover. Uh, yeah, and then, like there's uh the one character, he's the the doctor who's like researching the the plague. Mm-hmm. Uh but he lives in like they they pretty much uh have an entire town that they've cordoned off and everybody exists in a community and they all kinda look out for each other, and then if one of them ends up getting sick, they uh saran wrap them to a chair and burn their house down with them in it to sterilize.
1: Yeah. Uh he's probably my favorite character because of just how fucked his entire situation is
0: yeah he's he's desperate but also like has pangs pangs of like his conscience mm-hmm. telling him to not do awful things right
1: uh, like he is probably the character with the most amount of depth so far
0: yeah uh and then there is uh the woman who runs the preserve which is like uh, a safe haven for hybrid children uh, which I don't know like those are those are like the main players in this world uh, and I don't know cause like the, the last men are active in the city where the preserve is so I don't know how she's gonna keep a bunch of hybrid children from getting shot in the face but I guess I haven't made it that far in the show yet uh-huh yeah and for the most part like the hybrids are pretty human like Gus just has deer antlers and ears but otherwise it's just like a little human boy and uh then like there's a girl with a a pig nose and pig ears but it's just like a regular human little girl uh and then and then there's Bobby and then there's and then there's Bobby Bobby who? looks like, if, if you're from Pennsylvania like me and Dan yes. are, uh, he looks like Gus the Groundhog, who is the second most famous groundhog in Pennsylvania and the spokesperson for the Pennsylvania Lottery. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and he is a, a puppet of a groundhog, and that is what Bobby looks like. I, I love Bobby so much, he's my precious little boy, and I will do anything to protect him. Save Bobby make sure every other character dies but keep bobby alive. Yeah. There's also like at the point in the show where i'm at they they haven't really explained it too much but like uh with with very rare exception like the hybrid children don't talk. Uh but like when bobby comes out he's like am bobby and like i don't i don't know what they're going for there where it's like oh he's if he's supposed to be like too animalistic to like have full like language faculties, or if it's just that like nobody taught him mm-hmm. language or what, but
1: yeah, I, don't, I know. don't know.
0: I don't know if they get more into that.
1: Maybe, uh, oh, what the was it? What is there? Wendy, uh, maybe Wendy actually taught him how to speak, like they were conversing and he, yeah. he learned something through osmosis.
0: Yep. I don't know. Whenever, uh, <laughs> like the the woman who runs the preserve, like, cause the the pig hybrid girl, like, just gets left on her doorstep, and uh, so like whenever she went out and the baby was just sitting there, I was like, oh my god, look, it's Stranger Things, Gaten Matarazzo. Yeah, you're you're a, you're a monster. <laughs> It kind of looked like him. I'm not saying he has a pig nose. It's just I don't know the the curly hair and just the shape the the big round face and I don't know the lack of front teeth. Nah, that's a that's a bridge too far. It's a real medical condition. He used a lot of his Stranger Things money to fund research and help kids who have that. So yeah, you're... I can't I can't say anything bad about Gaten. He's seems like a pretty cool guy, yeah. except for his bad pranks
1: is very bad pranks that no one deserves to be subjected to.
0: Alright, anything else for you?
1: No, I mean, like, I I don't want to get into this, the actual meat of the show, uh, because things are... There's gonna be a lot of questions answered at the, like, yeah. as, as everything wraps
0: up here, so... Yeah, like, I'm, I'm sure, like, uh, Big Man's whole background will be talked about. Um cause he formerly was one of the last men in like left and is protecting Gus and like actually kills a bunch of the last men. So
1: in a very cool scene. Yeah. He uh, kills them with a bear trap. Fucking brutal. I, I, I did, I did really like that scene. Uh, like even though, uh, you know, there's not a lot like it doesn't show anything <laughs> like it, the way, the way it's shot. It's it, it is TV 14 so
0: yeah because it's yeah
1: but like you the imagination there is just
0: fucking crazy i don't know i really like uh after that like the little kid that was also there um he was like sorry for sorry for calling you weird and gus is like it's okay sorry about all the dead people yeah which was the title <laughs> drop of the episode <laughs> So, good show. Good show. Um, really enjoyed it. Have they said anything about a second season yet? Or
1: uh, no, I did. I did ask Casey Moore about it, basically being like, "Hey, because it's a WB show, is this in any danger? Like, you know, with um the Marvel Netflix stuff?" Uh, and as of right now, no, there is no danger of this being pulled off of Netflix. So, uh, as far as we know, if it doesn't get a season two, it will likely be under its own merit.
0: Excellent. All right. Well, uh, next week, we're going to be talking about Lupon Part 2. Um, I don't really know if you want to do a third segment, because I still have yet to watch Lupon Part 1, so I was going to probably try to marathon my way through that. Let's just slam I don't it all together. Have time to watch anything else, so, yeah. Let's you just do, do both. Who cares? A double Lupin. So st- we could... <laughs> We could fucking do The Castle of Cagliostro again. Um,
1: No, I think it's okay for now.
0: (laughs) Uh, I wish the live-action version of Castle of Cagliostro was on Netflix so we could do that. I don't think we'd get away with reviewing that movie a third time, though.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, Uh, well... As for us, you can find us on netflixandswill.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things Netflix and Swill. Uh, check out our Patreon page if you like us. And uh, if you like us enough to give us money, uh, if you don't like us enough to give us money, leave us a review on our podcasts. Uh, and just, you know, follow our regular stuff, like our, our podcast uh, on your podcaster or podcast catcher of choice. Uh, also on our social medias at Netflix and Swill everywhere.
0: Thank you to Space Weather for the use of our theme song, Bitter. Uh, which is the opposite of sweet sweet tooth it's a show go watch it dear boy and uh until next week this is caleb saying we'll see you next tuesday